Hey, it's Patrick. As we head into the new year, we want to hear from you, our listeners, about what you like about OHSU Week and how we can do better. Just head to O2 and search for OHSU Week. As a token of our appreciation, you'll be entered into a drawing for a pair of Apple AirPods, a $159 value. And thank you for listening. OHSU's public safety team consists of more than 40 officers, dispatchers, and other professionals who work to keep OHSU safe. This is no easy task at an academic health center as complex and nuanced as OHSU. It's Tuesday, January 1st, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Kelsey Hewalt sat down with several members of public safety to learn more about their training and how they approach their jobs differently than many police forces. So to start, can you introduce yourselves and what you do at OHSU? I'm Sam Habibi. I'm the operations lieutenant with the Department of Public Safety. I'm Heath Kula. I'm the chief of police at OHSU Department of Public Safety. And my name is Greg Mowat. I'm the vice president for campus safety. So we call your team different things, public safety officers. Can you explain what public safety is and what you do at OHSU? So I guess the first thing that I'll call out is that uh, I'm the vice president for campus safety, which is a little bit broader than public safety itself. Uh, Campus safety incorporates, uh, obviously, the Department of Public Safety, Affirmative Action and Equal Opportunity, and Emergency Management. Uh, The Department of Public Safety itself is staffed by 48 security and and law enforcement personnel. Uh, We've got a nice mix of of folks there in terms of backgrounds and experiences and and job duties. Probably the first places that individuals on our campus would have contact with uh, public safety would be our dispatch department. We've got on the neighborhood of about a dozen telecommunicators that are responsible for answering the telephone, Uh, dealing with calls for service, and then dispatching officers to uh, relevant locations. We've got about two dozen uh, sworn police officers that are state-certified police officers that are responsible for uh, responding to calls and resolving circumstances as as they can. We've got in the ballpark of seven uh, folks in our command staff that are supervisors for those officers. Uh, And then we've got uh, some other folks that contribute on the safety side that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So you say officers. Are they real police officers? All the police officers that work within the Department of Public Safety are sworn state certified police officers. Uh, There's a pretty lengthy process for folks to get certified that I'm going to toss over to Heath in just a moment. I will say that the state certification is sort of the foundation for their careers as a police officer. We also have a highly specialized uh, training regimen and policy regimen for them here uh, that I'll let Heath talk about after he's done talking about the state certification. So the short answer is yes, all of our police officers are uh, have the exact same authority and responsibilities as every other police officer in the state. They have gone down to DPSST, that's our state police certifying agency, and done a four-month academy along with uh, officers from every other agency in the state. The training down there is fairly standardized, and then they return here and actually get uh, a fair amount of hours of training specific to being a police officer at OHSU, um, including helipad landings, working in the clinical settings, etc. They also do a five-month field training and evaluation program. So every officer, once they've completed the academy and our training, still has to complete five phases of field training with a coach who will ensure that they can manage calls towards a positive outcome and meet our expectations uh, before they're released to work on their own. So what's a normal day like for a public safety officer? Um, It just depends. Uh, 
we have uh, two shifts, day shifts and night shift, and officers begin their day either at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., and they work 12-hour shifts. We have two, dis- uh, two districts, uh, Hill, which is the main Mar- Markham Hill campus, and we have officers on up here, and we will have uh, officers down at the waterfront, uh, which we'll be calling South Waterfront uh, District, and officers will be patrolling the campus, walking buildings, and interacting with the public. At the same time, they will, might be responding to calls as they receive uh, through dispatch. So Heath, there are sort of two responses that public safety uh can serve. Uh, one is an immediate response to something that is occurring right now. The other is sort of the uh, hair on the back of somebody's neck standing up. They've got a circumstance either in the workplace or at home that's giving them cause for their uh, to be concerned about their safety. Uh, tell us a little bit about the judgment that that person should engage in and whether or not to call. It's a great question. The The team has a really broad scope of um, incidents or information that they assess and respond to. So certainly, um, the team has responded to, say, a person who says they're armed and may intend somebody harm at OHSU and will immediately uh, dispatch police officers and manage that situation. But the whole point behind the threat assessment team uh, was lesson learns from Virginia Tech, where there was a lot of information that was siloed in different um, areas of the institution, and nobody was looking at the complete picture to put that together and respond to that complete picture of what amount of threat that person or circumstance presents to the institution and what to do in response. So we really encourage people at a very low level, even if you believe the bit of information or what you observe doesn't rise to the level of reporting to public safety to please email call uh, dispatch and just say, hey, I observed this thing. I don't know if it's important, but I wanted you to be aware because you might have the eighth piece of information uh, at relating to some circumstance that we already have seven pieces of information on, and that could be really important to our assessment of whether risk is increasing, decreasing, uh, and what our response should be to that information. So who's on that threat assessment team? The threat assessment team has broad institutional representation. So public safety chairs the team, and my command staff and Sierra Walker all participate in threat assessment cases. Uh, but we also have representation from all three missions. So healthcare, research, academic, the patient advocate uh, has a large role on the team. Um, we have risk, legal, psychiatry. But it's about a 15-person team that uh, is a pretty good cross-section of uh, institutional representation. So what is key to developing a great relationship with the community? How do you do your job well? So from my perspective, there are a number of factors that have helped us uh, sort of professionalize the Department of Public Safety. Uh, I came to OHSU in 2011. Uh, The Department of Public Safety was in sort of this uh, self-defeating cycle where the members of our community didn't necessarily trust our department as probably as much as they should have, and they waited for things to get out of control uh, in units. And then when public safety ultimately did respond, uh, those situations often required force to get resolved. What we have done through the efforts of the officers and the dispatchers and the leadership within the Department of Public Safety is sort of hit the reset button in a lot of ways. Uh, we have worked to instill trust in our judgment and in the the tools that we're going to bring to bear to resolve a situation. And as a result, we are often invited in at the ground floor. 
where the medical staff know something about this is not going to go well, well, whether it's uh, restraining orders in the family or uh, criminal involvement uh, or threats being made or mental illness, uh, that they need a little bit of extra assistance to make certain that the mission can, can the healthcare mission can be met. Uh, we get called early. Uh, we get called as a partner and have an opportunity to help resolve uh, situations. The other thing that I think has sort of been essential to our success is the establishment of our critical incident committee. And much like the threat assessment team, that is a multidisciplinary team made up uh, of individuals across the institution with various backgrounds and experiences that sort of do two things for us. Uh, one is they help us in drafting policy and making certain that the public safety sort of law enforcement policies are in line with the institution's expectations. The other thing they do with us is sort of a mini root cause analysis of situations that go poorly. And that might involve force, it might involve an elope patient, it might involve other circumstances that even those that don't necessarily directly uh, deal with public safety, but help us look upstream for what issues created the negative outcome downstream. And that's been invaluable to both assisting uh, getting public safety involved even earlier to help uh, bring tools to bear that, that may help resolve a situation appropriately. And I would add to that that uh, in addition, I've been in law enforcement almost 20 years now with three different local agencies, and uh, I do believe this officer group to be one of the most competent and engaged group of police officers that I've had the privilege of working with. They make thoughtful decisions. They take pride in being collaborative with healthcare, and with the academic and research missions. Um, they really place value in being able to operate in this unique environment better than any other police officers. And I truly believe if we stood them next to their peers, uh, government policing can be different than the type of policing, uh, the expectation of the police officers when they arrive in these unique environments and our ability to um, get to successful or positive outcomes in these unique circumstances. Uh, I believe our training is directed at that. I believe our culture is directed at that. And I really believe um, they excel at getting to those positive outcomes in this unique environment. Um, they are collaborative. Uh, they understand the environment where they're working in. And I believe they care about the community also having that same impression of them. I also uh, would like to, as a, before I toss it back to Heath, to talk a little bit about the sort of unique training that he has set up uh, in this department that uh, our folks have gone through, echo his comments about our police officers. Uh, I would argue that municipal policing, working for the city of Portland or something similar, is arguably easier a job in terms of law enforcement than what our officers do every day. Uh, our officers uh, are forced every day to attempt to resolve circumstances using de-escalation and communication and time and resources to, to the best of their ability. Where an officer, uh, and I'm having not been a police officer, I'll be the first to say that, uh, an officer on the street, the motivation is very different, is to finish the call. And, and oftentimes that leads to an outcome that is inconsistent with OHSU's missions. And our goal here is to give our officers the time and the opportunity to resolve the call as OHSU would want it resolved. And that's a unique uh, aspect of policing here. That makes it difficult because you can't tackle somebody and you can't solve the circumstances by putting handcuffs on somebody. Use time, tactics, and resources and communication and de-escalation to solve it at the, at the base level. And we have incredibly trained and expert folks at doing that.
and Heath and Sam are a large reason for that. And I'll let them talk a little bit about the training and sort of experiential training uh, that our folks go through. So our training is directed at getting to outcomes uh, exactly how Greg described. So um, like I said, every one of our police officers is trained to the same standard and the same way as every police officer in the state. But then we've on top of that uh, layered all the things that they need to be successful in the OGCU environment. Uh, so we have done all the same what I'll call hard skills training, firearms, defensive tactics, patrol tactics that would be expected of any other police officer. But we've also trained in trauma-informed care and culturally responsive policing. We have um, brought in experts in crisis communication. We have trained on de-escalation and um, giving officers tools in their toolbox to not only solve the high risk, low frequency type of events that you expect the police to be able to deal with, but also the daily calls for service that uh, occur in an environment like this where there's a high amount of people in potential behavioral health crisis um, here on their worst day um, escalated. And the ability for our police officers to show up and navigate those circumstances take the energy out of that situation to the point where uh, resolution can be uh, achieved from conflict uh, is something that they need to be able to do on a daily basis to be successful. Uh, and frankly, our training is directed at uh, producing police officers that can achieve that exact result. What's the best part of your job? So I would say for me that uh, part of the reason I moved from government policing, government law enforcement into this position was to um, build a department from the ground up that I really think um, has the ability to be something good, not only for the community they serve, uh, but for the officers who come to work every day. Uh, we've only been a police department for five years. Uh, I feel like we've accomplished a lot in those five years from a policy perspective, from a training perspective, and particularly from a staffing perspective. We have put together, I think, uh, an amazing team uh, in the Department of Public Safety over the last five years. Uh, we have a lot still to do, and we plan to continuously improve on the product, if you will, the, the ability uh, to serve this community. Uh, but I'm very excited about where we could go in the next five years uh, based on who we have here, and I think our motivation to deliver um, excellent service to this community. One thing that I think is unique to being a police officer on this campus is uh, I've been telling a story recently where uh, I did something very unimportant in the grand scheme of things, which was just get flagged down and assist with uh, giving a jump start to uh, two employees. They were a mom and daughter combination in the parking lot at the end of my shift as I was concluding my day. And I've now ran into that employee probably three or four times after that. And she has just been uh, incredibly kind and appreciative of that service and I think that's something that being a police officer in uh, a larger environment, a big city, uh, may not experience that um, and I've been telling that to the new recruits and to my command staff and it really is nice to be supported by the community you serve and I have met people over the last five years that have just been amazing uh, and frankly our success if any is direct, directly attributable to those people's support. Um, so that is a great part of my job. 
I would just like to add that one thing that I'm most proud about working here is the dedication of the professionals that work within the Department of Public Safety to policing differently. Uh, it would be easy for this department to fall into sort of the municipal law enforcement model, uh, which uh, I think uh, is struggling in America right now, uh, to put it kindly. Um, and I think we have been both challenged and fortunate enough to think about policing differently. And Heath's example of a jump start is a great example of that. The average municipal police officer does not do jump starts uh, at any point during their, their day. Uh, but we do look at things differently. Uh, another example of that is our strategic disengagement policy, which we were one of the first police departments in the country to adopt, which gave our officers the authority to disengage from a dangerous situation when their presence was doing more harm than good. Uh, that's something that we have seen Portland adopt as well since we did it. Uh, and uh, I think other agencies are, are starting to come around to that as well. Uh, the group of professionals that we've got inside the Department of Public Safety are, are growing every day and coming up with uh, better ideas to make us uh, even more responsive to our community's needs. Okay, one last really important question. Do you actually like donuts? I'm not going to lie. I do like donuts. Great. Thank you guys for sitting down with us. As a reminder, please take our listener survey by going to O2 and searching for OHSU Week. And thank you for listening this year. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Kelsey Hewall. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.